This show was first broadcast on Free FM 89.0, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access radio station. For more information on our station and our wide range of programs, visit freefm.org.nz. Speaking of humble, one of the most humble and incredibly understated men I, I, I know um, is uh, is not Max Westofferson. G'day, Max. How are you, mate? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> understated. I think that's one of the best compliments I've received in recent times. Take it. Say. Take it. Wear it with pride, mate. Wear it with pride. But under your jacket, so no one can see. Hey, um, yeah. uh, great column by the way on uh, on Saturday in the Waikato Times. I noticed that on Teen Crime. Uh, the, the, the thing I like about your writing, Max, is you state the obvious, and the obvious is sometimes so in front of us we don't see it. You know, it's, it's one of the things I've liked about a whole bunch of different writers and different people is they seem to just see things that I don't. Yeah. So I take that as a real compliment, to be honest, because it's the stuff you go about your daily life you don't actually notice it, and then it whacks you in the face. And as I said in the column on Saturday, the thing that whacked me in the face on that day was uh, the week earlier there was this story about some young teen in Hamilton holding up another teenager with a knife to oh, get yeah. his bag or something. Yeah, you I thought, yeah. okay, why don't I have a look at this? So I, I went to Google. I, I just typed in Hamilton arrest mm-hmm. or teen arrest, and all of these stories from the Waikato Times and New Zealand Herald came up detailing all of these crimes at dairies uh, for cigarettes and other stolen cars. In fact, the really bizarre thing was on the Saturday when the column came out, the Sunday night lead story online in the Waikato Times was about a teenager flipping yep. a car down to Rapa Strait, yep. a stolen car. Yep. So, yeah, so it is obvious, and I think what we've got to figure out is, is a couple of things about crime in the city and, and what we're going to do about it. Yeah, well, on, on the what we're going to do about it, I've got an idea on that one shortly, but, but you, you mentioned something very quickly, and that was cigarettes. Well, some very early on, that was cigarettes, and there was a huge upsurge, and this is one of these bleedingly obvious things, and I'd be interested, you know, if you are talking to David Bennett again sometime soon, see where he sits on it now, uh, that he's in opposition, but he was in the government when they um, when they put this massive, the latest massive tax on cigarettes, all right, you know, from their moral high ground of let's, let's stop smoking altogether, here, here, give us more tax. And um, and then, it, it, to my mind, it reached a threshold where cigarettes became, well, it became worth it to steal them. It became worth it to steal them rather than to buy them legally. You know, got too darn expensive, and they are gold and in dairies, and that's what dairy owners are getting bashed for is for cigarettes. Yeah, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because uh, the thing I grew up with was cigarettes were were cheap and plentiful. Yeah. And today, you know, I t- in fact, I've never smoked, so I don't actually know really what the costs are, but I think there may be 20 or $30 a packet, something it's really, like yeah, that. Yeah, it's pretty high yeah. now, yeah. yeah I, mean, I gave up about 10 years ago when they were like, when they crossed the $10 a packet mark, you know, and now you're talking about the mid-20s, I think, from what I can gather. Yeah. Um, you know, look, if the government's serious about this, just ban it. Ban it, you know? Grow some cojones, yep. but they're taking too much tax off it, so... yeah. <laughs> You know, and meanwhile, dairy owners are getting bashed. If you know, if they're trying to make an honest living on the corner of the street, and yeah, uh, yeah it's the, that's got to be addressed big time because you know they've become they've become steel to water. And I wonder if that's the same with cars. I mean, are these teens acting on their own just because they're bad teens, or are they being recruited by gangs? Look, that, that touches on so many issues. We'd, we'd be here for a long time to talk about it. But I, I think one of the things that that scared me a little bit when I really dug under the the roof just to have a look and see what was going on is that all of these crimes are actually near um, serious violent crimes. They're not shoplifting or taking Mars bars from the dairies. These things were, were knives, they were threatening people, intimidating people, and these kids are young. They're not even 20, they're in their teens and they're doing some of these things. So I think there are a couple of things that need to be figured out. Is okay, what are the social circumstances that are making this happen, whether it's cigarettes, 
or just going out and having fun. But Hamilton has got a bit of a problem here, and I'm not sure what the solution is. But I'd like to hear some of your ideas about how we might respond to yeah. crime as a community. Yeah, well, because uh, there's a lot of hand-wringing. I mean, and particularly lately, <clears throat> there's a lot of hand-wringing about what can we do, what can we do, you know, and, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible. Look, what we can do is we can actually stop, breathe in, and think. I think stop, breathe in, and think. Look, I'm very cynical about mainstream media. Very cynical about mainstream media. Haven't been burned by it myself. Haven't been a part of it uh, for so long. I'm very cynical about where it sits at the moment. Uh, and in with particular, uh, fine example is, is the beautiful Grace Mullane, uh, that poor uh, young English tourist who was who was slain in you know in our on our shores. And um, and there are vigils all up and down the country. And I, can I read you a Facebook post I saw today? Just today, and, and this is the way a few people are thinking out there, and this is not my words, but can I read this to you, Max? Yeah, okay. go for it. It's from a guy called Brendan. He says, Absolutely no disrespect to Grace Mullane or her family, but the story could not be found on stuff.co.nz. Now, he's, he's, he's attached a story from the Herald, which was uh, about a brutal slaying in South Auckland uh, in front of a young child of a solo mum by supposedly, I think, the, the ex-partner. And this, this mum was killed in front of the child just one of six murders in New Zealand in the last 11 days. Just one of six murders in the last 11 days. Half of which were women, okay? Half of which were men. And so Brendan says, how is it that one young attractive British tourist is murdered and the internet practically explodes, yet young, one young Kiwi mum is brutally slain in front of her toddler and it barely warrants a mention? This is not a one-off. There are vigils uh, for the women. Where are the vigils for the women in Flatbush, Manarewa, Rotorua, Hamilton, or practically the bad side of the tracks anywhere? And then there is, uh, this is where he goes on, and this is where he gets a little bit controversial. He says, then there is the flood of man-bashing. Yes, a man was responsible for the murder of Grace Mullane, a despicable, disgusting man who deserves no end of pain for the rest of his miserable life. And yes, men are disproportionately responsible for the amount of violent crime against women in this country and around the world. But is it right to single out one demographic for the crimes of a few in that demographic who have committed atrocities. Look at how well that's turned out for so many other demographics over the generations. How many races, religions and class sectors have been discriminated against because of a few bad eggs, extremists, within their ranks. Let's see this for what it is. What it is, he says, a chance to recognise the faults within ourselves but also celebrate the amazing people who choose to make this world awesome. Uh, and for those who seek to hurt, you'll get yours. Rest in peace, Grace, and the unnamed woman in Flatbush. I thought, gee, wow, that was a really interesting, you know, way of looking at it. You know, what's the difference between a man bashing and uh, and Muslim bashing? Yeah, it's it's a very insightful post. I've got to say, and I haven't read that, so I've heard it just for the first time this morning. Mm, mm. I think one of the things that comes out of it is, is it touches on a couple of issues. One of which is, yes, it is a violent crime. It's an international <coughs> crime now because mm. of the coverage in the UK. But also, I think it touches on our collective view that we always want to be seen positively by the rest of the world, and so to have this is now an international murder with Grace yeah. uh, is yeah, causing yeah. reputational damage to the country and to New Zealanders. But I take the point, and I've actually written about it earlier, there was a circumstance where uh, a mother was uh, raped uh, in front of her toddler in Hamilton. Mm. Yeah. And the yeah. Uh, offender was caught and was uh, a young guy on, on methamphetamine and really wasn't given the appropriate sentence. And the person that was uh, the victim of the crime raised that, saying, how could this person not be given a harsher sentence than what was handed out? Mm. And uh, that re um, resulted in a column where I wrote about the fact that the uh, judiciary appears to be <coughs> excuse me, out of touch. 
But look, here's something I want to share with you, and this has been going through my head quite often over recent years. Mm. When I was in uh, Mrs. Bain's class, I think, uh, and it was either 1974 or 73, that I rode home from Myra Intermediate. Yeah. And I was riding as fast as I could to get home because there was a radio program on national radio that afternoon after school, and it was with the wife of Arthur Allen Thomas. Oh, wow, yeah. And she was being interviewed about the crew murders uh, that had gone on, I think, in 1970-71, and they're still unsolved. Now, the reason why I was biking home is because this was a real New Zealand murder. Mm. This wasn't on Ironsides on TV. This was a real murder, and it was such a captivating situation that someone had been shot and killed that the whole country was gripped by this one murder. We've had how many in the past 11 days? Six. Say six? Six, yeah, that's exactly right. And so, so what can we do? We can stop, breathe, and be flipping good. You don't shine, you don't get rid of the dark by putting more dark on it. You know, we've got to show some love. And, and these cries, these cries out there saying, men, talk to your boys, men, talk to your boys. Actually, you know what? Women, talk to your boys as well. You know? Mm. Women, talk to men as well. You know? Yeah, let's, just, let's just call it all. Let's just, yeah. Mate, we've got to move on. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Boy, last time we were saving the cycling industry, this time we're saving the world. Oh, next time, let's talk Christmas, <laughs> eh? All the best, Max. Yeah, done. Good on you, mate. <laughs> all right, thank you. It's- for more episodes of this Community Access Radio Show, please visit freefm.org.nz. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast possible by funding the Access Internet Radio Project.